right. And that can mean only one thing. It's time for Cousin Rick and Rick's Tech Talk. Good morning, Cousin Rick. Good morning, R.T. Hey, how are you? I am fine. That was soothing. I almost fell asleep. Yeah, me too. Well, anyway... Prolong the introduction, man. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's it's an art form, you know. So, um, okay. Well, do you have a ride of the week for us? Oh yes, we've got a ride of the week, and it's. I'll start off with the color. It's ultrasonic blue mica, which is kind of a really snappy dark blue metallic, and the ride of the week is the Lexus UX 250H F Sport. Now, if you don't know what all that means, it's basically a compact SUV, a crossover. It's, it's kind of on the small side for a compact. It's more like a subcompact or in between compact and subcompact. But it's essentially the equivalent of the Toyota RAV4 hybrid. And we can uh, we'll go through the specs here and then talk about some of the features. It's what I like. It's Overall, five-star safety rated, which is uh, nice to know when you're cruising down on uh, the Massachusetts road with the Massachusetts drivers. Now, we won't, won't say anything more about that. The EPA numbers are 41 miles per gallon city, 38 miles per gallon highway, for a combined EPA rating of 39 miles per gallon. And, of course, again, it's a hybrid and so uh, it's got a total of 181 horsepower. Uh, 107 horsepower comes from the electric motor, and it's all-wheel drive. It has a continuously variable transmission. And if you've been uh, cruising down the highway, you might have enough charge in the battery to go in what they call the EPA mode when you get home, so you can be on full electric uh, creeping into the house late at night so you don't bother anybody. And, uh, but that's another story. And so uh, what's interesting in this car is it's got a CD player. But with, wow, uh, a blast from the past. A blast from the past. And the, uh, the radio controls are interesting. It's got dial controls, but... They are down on the center console, almost on the the lid for the uh, for the little storage space in the center console. And there are two dials in there that you could put your hand down and dial the radio or turn up the volume, which is interesting. But an- another uh, kind of a quirky thing is the usually when you have the dials, the volume is on the left and the tuner is on the right, but. With this thing down on the console, it's the tuner is on the left and the volume is on the right. Kind of counterintuitive, but I think you can get used to it pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. There's also the Lexus touchpad in front of that, which is kind of neat. It's a, a touchpad to, to scroll through the screen on the center stack, and it's fairly uh, easy to learn. It's got a light touch, and then on either side... And in the corners, there's a little click switch. You can click it. And uh, so I, I found it intuitive to learn. And, uh, but that's just me. All right. But, but then again, I found that the seat adjustment uh, with my, somehow my body proportions, I couldn't really get the seat exactly where I wanted it. It wouldn't come up high enough. But I, then again, I like to have the seat way up. 
Hmm. And some of the other uh, interesting features, it's got a really excellent eight-speaker premium sound system, which was, uh, you know, I thought was kind of nice in a small car. And that uh, the F Sport in the name gives you 18-inch wheels with run-flat tires and special F Sport bumper. Now, if you have Amazon Alexa, you can bring that into the car. It's Amazon Alexa compatible. And uh, let's see. Okay. Oh, we've got to do the numbers. The uh, the suggested retail price is thirty-seven thousand one hundred, but it's also got a twenty-two hundred nav system, which gives you a lot of other things. It uh, gives you a lot of driver assist and. Uh, includes the eight-speaker audio system. And with other options and delivery charge, it's $43,885. Now, we, we mentioned that it's compatible with the Toyota RAV4. And the Toyota RAV4 hybrid, uh, being a Toyota, it's a little less expensive than the Lexus. It's uh, RAV4 hybrids range from Oh, 28,500 to 37,000. That's in the Lexus range now. And the EPA numbers are virtually the same. Uh, 41 highway, uh, 41 city, 38 highway. But you may be asking yourself, how does that compare with a RAV4 that's not a hybrid? Well, the RAV4, uh, starts at around 26,000 and the EPA numbers are 27 miles per gallon city, 34 highway for 30 miles per gallon combined mileage. So the premium for the hybrid, it might be worth it if you do a lot of city driving to get a hybrid version either of the RAV4 or the Lexus if you want a little more luxurious interior in the Lexus. So that's this week's Ride of the Week. The Lexus UX250H F Sport. All right. Well, very good. And uh, I feel a Musk minute coming on here. Um, oh. Why, that sounds familiar. I'm getting a tingle. Speaking of blast Space, from the past. The final frontier. These are the voyages of the starship Enterprise. Its five year mission to explore strange new worlds, to seek out new life and new civilizations, to boldly go where no man has gone before. All right. Well, where are we going? (laughs) Well, we're going where uh, many men and women have gone before, but (laughs) our friend Captain Kirk, better known as William Shatner, will be flying into space next week on October 12th, the original Columbus Day, and he is going to fly in Jeff Bezos' Blue Origin New Shepard rocket to an altitude of roughly 66 miles, just barely into the, the edge of space. And so I wonder if he will, uh, when the countdown reaches zero, will he say, uh, beam me up, Jeff, or blast me up, Jeff, or whatever, Jeff. <laughs> Yeah, good question. We'll see. I'm sure there are odds being taken on what 
His words will be, you know, so. Uh, yeah, like he, Armstrong. Hey. What would his words be? William Shatner certainly has never been at a loss for words, so <laughs> we'll, that's we'll right. see He'll what he comes up with. He'll be the oldest person to go into space. Hey, that's pretty at, cool. At 90 years old. I, I like it. All right. But, uh, you know, despite all the facts and uh, caricatures of him and so on, I've heard from people that have actually met him that he is uh, quite personable. All right. And, uh, yeah, we were in uh, Ticonderoga, New York, of all places. There's a recreation of the Star Trek, the original series set. And uh, until the pandemic, he was going there every year to uh, cook a Thanksgiving dinner for people who were willing to pay a couple hundred bucks to be there with him. And they said he was uh, very personable and somewhat of a good cook. All right. He knows how to cook a turkey. All right. <laughs> okay. He won't well. go further without one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure where that one's going, but anyway. Uh, okay. Well, anything else? What else do you have for us today? Well, kind of musk related. Uh, we mm-hmm. Kind of have a segue here. Okay. That uh, we know that when Elon has to go to the moon with his Starship, he's going to have to refuel roughly around. 14 times to fill the thing up to get to the moon and uh, off the surface of the moon. And refueling liquids in space, moving large quantities of liquids in space, uh, hasn't really been done successfully yet. And uh, some attempts in the, in the 60s and 70s using uh, oh, rubberized bladders, moving... Uh, Cold cryogenic fuels were, were tried, and the, these things would fail after a few, a few cycles because of the cold temperatures. But now, the University of Washington, uh, oops, sorry, Washington State University, don't want to get those confused, has developed an origami-type bladder to move rocket fuel. And basically, before the... Uh, the balloons and bladders they used would, would leak and uh, would, would uh, develop cracks very quickly. But using, say, an origami-based bellows that can compress really far, it has so many folds that the stresses in the material are spread out. And so the, the chance of developing a tear is a lot less using uh, mylar-type plastics. And they say that this bladder can be folded up to 100 times without breaking or leaking under cold conditions. Hmm. So they've been doing tests with liquid nitrogen, and now they're going to use uh, liquid hydrogen to see if they can uh, get this thing to work uh, for prolonged times, a prolonged number of cycles, and so maybe this is the solution Elon is looking for to quickly refuel starships in Earth orbit. Hmm. And we'll have to see if that uh, that helps him with that. Yeah. Also a great name for a Japanese punk band. Origami Bladder. <laughs> That's a good one. I like that. You like that one? Okay. okay, I'll mark that one down. <laughs> okay, what, what else do you have for us? Maybe you can use that as a title for... One of your songs. <laughs> That's a possibility, too. Okay. Yes. And Okay, here's one, another one from another university, University of Cambridge in the U.K. Now, we all know that 
our cell phones, we, uh, we use our fingers to uh, control our cell phones. And in the screen on a cell phone is a microgrid of electrodes or a grid of microelectrodes that when the finger disrupts the electric field, the phone interprets that uh, signal depending on the app. So the folks at the University of Cambridge, instead of interpreting a signal from a fingertip, they figured that the electrodes can read the characteristics of liquids such as electrolytes on the surface of the screen. So with the correct app, this could be used as a sensor for biosensing or medical diagnostics. And one example would be that if you put a drop of water on there, it could detect contaminants in the water just by the electrical characteristics of the drop, depending on the app. So that, uh, that's an interesting development. Our smartphones keep getting smarter. Hmm. All right. And they might, they might be outsmarting us. <laughs> yeah. They're not already. Yeah, no kidding. Okay, uh, anything else you have for us today? Oh, yeah, we got a couple of things okay. here. And one is the uh, European-Swedish uh, company ABB has developed what they claim is the world's fastest fastest electric charger for electric vehicles. It's called a Terra 360, and they claim they can charge, oh, put in 62 miles or 100 kilometers of range within three minutes because the charger itself has an output of 360 kilowatts. Now, the Tesla fast charger has an output of 250 kilowatts. So, in other words, if you stop along the turnpike just to take a bathroom break, you could plug in and get an extra 62 miles by the time it takes you to go in and out of the restroom. So that, that's kind of an interesting development there. The only caveat there is your car would have to have uh, a battery and charging system that could accept that kind of output without either overheating or minimizing the damage to the battery with a fast charge. Yeah, this is definitely uh, good news, though, for electric vehicle owners, because that's always, uh, you know, how long is it going to take to charge this car? So, uh, you know, Right, that's and the, finding a free charger. Right, right. A charger that's open. I mean, yeah. eventually we'll yeah. have to pay, but, yeah. you know. Yeah, but uh, I think it's definitely getting more and more uh, competitive with... Uh, you know, gas-fueled vehicles. So, okay, uh, right. you say you have, you have something else, too. Yeah, and uh, kind of uh, wrapping up with electric vehicles, the company Teva Motors, T-E-V-E-A Motors in the U.K., has announced their electric, uh, what I call electric box truck development. It's a large box truck, carries uh, maybe uh, two tons of cargo, it's a battery electric vehicle, and it'll get a 160-mile range. Now, that's not, uh, you know, all that spectacular an announcement, but what they have is a range booster that's a fuel cell, hydrogen fuel cell, that'll add, oh, 310 miles of range 
with uh, using a hydrogen fuel cell. Now, this is geared for fleet owners because uh, obviously we don't have a hydrogen uh, uh, filling infrastructure yet, but a fleet owner could have a central station that would provide hydrogen to the vehicle before it heads out during the day making its rounds, and you can get up to... uh, Oh, 440 miles on electric and fuel cell range. So that that's quite a delivery radius. Yeah, that's really interesting because I haven't heard of that. Uh, you know, a, a new uh, yeah. kind of hybrid of electric and hydrogen hybrid. Vehicle. Right. Yeah. Now that vehicle is announced for uh, production next year with deliveries of roughly a year from now, and that's in the UK. <clears throat> All right. Well, that's uh, something else to keep an eye on. I'm sure somebody can license it over here if it's successful. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, yeah, we're familiar with box trucks here in Boston. They get, they get stuck under the bridges when <laughs> people go on the parkway rather than the regular highway. Right, and don't read the and clearance. It's usually college students coming back or moving in, and they don't realize how low the bridges are along the river roads. Right, right. Okay, so is that a wrap for today? That's a wrap. All right. Glad we could get together as always. Yep, glad we could get together. Okay, so that was Cousin Rick calling in from Needham, Massachusetts with Rick's Tech Talk, a regular feature of the Newtopian Dream.